Domo. Domo. <laughs> oh, Rafer. That sticks. Oh, so good. My so le- possibly good. my least favorite band. Oh, God. But that song was a hit. And Huge you know, hit. And, and it also had deep meaning. You what might... is the mean? What is the. I know Domo Arigato, thank you. Right? Yes. Like, thank you very much. Yes. The, the refrain uh, translates into English. Thank you very much, Mr. Robot. Until the day we meet again. Thank you very much, Mr. Robot. I want to know your secret. Oh, I want to know your secret. Mm. Robots don't even have secrets, though. I don't know. I don't know. Do they? You think robots have secrets? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. The rest of the world will find out today with Pacific Rim. Oh, in order to fight monsters, we had to create monsters. We had to create (laughs) monsters. Guillermo del Toro's giant robot versus giant sea monster movie comes out today. A uh, lot of lot of buzz. Well, some buzz, at least, around that. Uh, we're going to review that, and then we'll review some counter-programming, uh, Grown Ups 2, in just a minute. Before that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Mines, our producer for The Takeaway, and this is Movie Date. Domo arigato, Mr. Robato. Domo, homo. Domo, homo. Okay, we should start off, I guess, with... Um, more singing. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. Grown ups, too. First, I'm gonna. Before we do that, I'm going to very quickly issue a correction from a couple of podcasts ago. No one. No one called me on this, but I found out uh, later that I was mispronouncing the name of the director of the Heat. His name is Paul Feig. I kept pronouncing it Feig. It's F E I G. So I assumed it was Feig, uh, but in fact, it is Feig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Feig. And uh, we both love the movie. Yes. Uh, so there. Correction. Um, now let's turn our attentions to Grown Ups 2. This is the sequel to the uh, 2010 hit, uh, Grown Ups. Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade, uh, Kevin James. No Rob Schneider, who was in the first one. But, but you uh, know, some cameos from like Steve Buscemi. And of course, yeah. you have all the hot wives, Maria Bella. That's um, right. Uh, Salma, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek, yeah. Um, and uh, they're, all, they're all back uh, once again in this uh, small town. Uh, seems to be Connecticut. I'm not quite sure. That's what I saw in the press notes. I don't think anyone says Connecticut in the movie. Old school friends, now grown. Most of them have families, not David Spade. Um, but they're all just sort of hanging out and living their lives, trying to have a little fun here and there. Here's a clip. Look at this. Ah. Beers on ice, mm-hmm. hot ladies everywhere. This is this is how we used to do it. This is Kappa Eta Sigma property. <gasps> she might want to quit perving on our ladies and get back to your trailer homes. <laughs> okay, easy there, Abercrombie. Haven't been around this many arrogant white college kids since Eminem played Duke. Well, that's comedy. Oh, I love Taylor Lautner. You know I love Taylor Lautner. When I think about Taylor Lautner, a little tiny part of my heart smiles. I, you know, I have to say, uh, he's pretty good in this movie. He's actually quite funny. He's, Taylor Lautner plays a uh, uh, sort of over-aggressive frat boy, leader of a, of a frat that's always picking on the old guys in the, in the town, calling them townies, insulting them. They force them to jump off a 
the the, cor- the edge of the quarry naked into the into the water below. Um, the, the villain of the film, Taylor Lautner, and he's he's actually he really lets loose. He really, he le- he's, he's great. He he's, goes he takes it to eleven, as they say. He does. He does. He's kind of he's kind of likable and hateable and annoying and funny, and he really he kind of pulls it off in this movie. Mm. Um, I did not like the original Grown Ups, but it was sort of. There was a certain sweetness or at least a certain camaraderie, I think, between all those guys who have known each other for years and years and years. They're all very comfortable with each other. They've all got this Saturday Night Live background. And in some in some scenes in the original film, it was fun just to kind of watch them pal around together and just bounce lines off each other and riff. Um, this one, I felt not quite so much, not quite so funny anymore. How about you, Kristen? I thought Taylor Lautner was hilarious. He may be the funniest thing in the film, (laughs) (laughs) troublingly. Yeah, you know, this isn't a good movie. But it's also not – I'm I'm not going to say it's the worst thing I've ever seen because I've seen other Adam Sandler movies. So (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I think it's perfectly banal, perfectly benign, perfectly – uh, not upsetting. It's just, you know, it's kind of dumb dude humor. Uh, look, we're farting. Look, we're hitting our heads. Oh, yeah. look, I fall off of something. Oh, no, I broke a leg. And I'm checking out a girl's big boobs. Now I'm checking out another, you know, it, it's, yeah. just, it's just kind of dumb dude stuff. But I didn't find it offensive. But I also didn't laugh out loud. But it's, I, yeah, you, I, I, I thought it was fine. But Really? Yeah. I thought it was just atrocious. And I'm, it's, well, it's interesting that you, I, I didn't think it was banal or benign, uh, or any of those. I thought it Did was. Did you think it was bad for humanity? I thought it was malevolent. I thought oh. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a malevolent comedy. I thought it was really nasty and oh. um, and just I, I. There was something something about this one. Every character is so grotesque in this movie to me. Um, Nick Swardson, uh, who um, was the star of Bucky Larson, that film about the about the the kind of. I don't know what you'd call him, sort of repulsive porn star with the with the micro penis. He's got the tiny, 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 tiny How penis. How have I never seen this movie? It sounds oh, like one of the best movies ever made. It's it's it was I kind of couldn't believe how bad that film was while I was watching it. It was really, really foul and unfunny and and dumb. And he's in this movie, and I really feel like he helps to destroy this movie. <laughs> he plays a, a schizophrenic bus driver uh, and he, yeah. you know the you know the guy i'm talking about yes. he provides all the booger bad, spittle yeah. humor the poo poo humor the you know and injury just, humor the yeah, self harm humor everything about yeah. him is just it's kind of gross 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 and um you know i don't consider myself super squeamish or prudish but um the film grossed me out. I just, I just felt like, really? yeah, I just felt like there was so, you know, the, Colin Quinn, who was in the first film, returns and he's playing a guy who's working at an, an older guy who's working at the ice cream store. You know, he's mm-hmm. like the soft serve guy. And so, just for for no reason, they somehow convince him to get up on top of his soft serve machine. Oh, he, they're trying to help him fix the machine. Yeah, and of, well, and of course, it's all blocked up. That chocolate ice cream can't get out of there. Yeah, so they so he has to squirt the chocolate ice cream out between his legs. And I just I felt like, why why am I watching this? I'm a grown man. Why? why? <laughs> And, and not only that, Colin Quinn, why are you doing this? You're a grown man. What is, Here's what's what you with don't this understand. humor? No, this is what you don't understand, Rafer. That is the point. What is a grown-up? What is a grown-up in this day, in this age? These men are the same age as you. Maybe you don't feel like a grown-up. Maybe in your heart you're still just a teenage boy in some ways. Yeah. There are so many deep levels to this movie. <laughs> I can't believe I'm defending this. This is not a good movie, but it's not the worst movie. 
I think it's one of the worst movies. I do. Ever? I, I mean, it's, well, again, like I would, I would put it on a par with something like Jack and Jill or, or That's My Boy. Two, two You've really... seen Battleship and you think this is the worst movie? I, I, there's just something about it that is so relentlessly ugly. Everyone in the film is so ugly. The, that, the pathetic girl who's chasing after Adam Sandler, the, the girlfriend who used to love him back in sixth grade and, keep, and is now grown old and is still chasing after him. Not funny. Kind of sad and, and uncomfortable. And she, she looks kind of... The character looks really haggard and old and weird. And just none of it's funny. Everyone's so Girls gross looking. Girls should only looking. be pretty. Only no, pretty. I just, but, but I mean, like, they why... They all should look like Salma Hayek and, like, Maya Rudolph. But why make fun of that character? Like, like oh, ha-ha, there's the not-so-attractive girl that used to be in love with you, like, 40 years ago who's still hung up on you and is kind of desperate and her mind is kind of broken. Why, why is that funny? Why do, I, why do I want to point a finger and laugh at that character? It's not funny. She didn't grow up either. I why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep defending this and acting like it? I'm not buying this line of argument, <laughs> Kristen. Maybe you're a little too grown up, Rafer. Maybe, Maybe so. You're just a little too grown up. No, it's not a good date. I call I call terrible date. I'm terrible, gonna, I'm terrible say, date on this movie. I'm going to say not good date, but not the worst date. Wow, you like this movie? It's not like you're going to file a restraining order against this movie, but would, you're not going to ever go out with the state again. I would file the order. I would file the order. I can't. Oh, so you. So so this is interesting that you hated the movie less than I did. That's interesting. Okay, there oh, we go. I, yeah, I hated it. I hated it less. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, let's see because this this will be interesting. Let's see what you and I thought of. Pacific Rim. What the hell do you want a secondary brain for anyway? I mean, every part of the kaiju cells. Corvix, spleen, liver, even the crap. But the brain, too much ammonia. So what's the deal, little fella? Well, that's classified. So I couldn't tell you, even if I wanted to. Hmm. But it is pretty cool. Kristen, give us, <laughs> give us the lowdown First on of Pacific all, Rim. Is it too dirty for me to say, wasn't that the name of a porno movie? <laughs> I can't say that on the podcast, can I? You made that joke, not me. <laughs> I can't say that. Um, th- that is Pacific Rim. <laughs> and we have a mad scientist who's going out there to get different monster parts. Why? Because in the near future, monsters rise up from the ocean. Giant monsters the size of skyscrapers. Human beings decide to band together and create robots to fight these monsters. Now, you have all of these people who operate these giant robots, these teams of two people that get inside the robot. They do kind of a mind meld. They operate the robot together. Um, And then on the other side, you have these mad scientists who are working to try and find a way to just completely eliminate the monsters. Right. And uh, along with that, you have a romance that blossoms between two operators of these giant robots, a man and a woman who have some darkness in their pasts. Yes. And... The whole thing, by the way, is directed by Guillermo del Toro, who we all know from Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. And the Hellboy movies. And the Hellboy movies. Um, well, so uh, I, did, did we mention that the monsters are called kaiju? Uh, oh, yes. Kaiju. And yes. then the robots are called Jaeger. Jaeger. Yes. Um, <laughs> helpfully introduced at, in the beginning of the, of the film to tell us that uh, kaiju is Japanese for giant monster and that Jaeger is uh, German for fighter. Yeah. And anyone who's seen Kaiju Big Battle or whoever went through a robot phase or was a hipster or 
dated Asian girls probably knows the term. <laughs> <laughs> is that a hipster kaiju? thing? Is that a kaiju and robots? Is that a hipster thing? I'm just, I, I don't want to reveal too much about my personal life here, I but see. I've met more than a few men who've been really into kaiju, which <laughs> I just, I, now I feel like I'm saying too much. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, this is this movie clearly comes from a world of anime, manga, speed racer, giant robot, the Godzilla films, uh, all that uh, Japanese and Japanese influenced culture from, I guess you'd say, kind of the fifties up through the maybe up through the seventies and eighties. Um, I see a little Robotech influence. If anybody, if anybody out there knows the Robotech uh, soap no opera animated cartoon, about. oh yeah, no I was... idea. I, I know who Voltron is. Oh, okay. Vol- well, now wait, Voltron. That's uh, which one is Voltron? Voltron is the humans um, each get into a different uh, part of the robot. I think they each have like a vehicle, and when the vehicles get together, they all turn into a giant robot together. Oh yeah, I is that about, right? Uh, you might be right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway. So listeners, I'm sure, are all familiar with. And I'm uh, sure they're all rolling their eyes at us now like, why don't you know who Voltron is? What's wrong with you people? Uh, so, um, you know, Kristen, what did, you, what, did you, what did you think of Pacific Rim? Well, I can tell from the special tone in your voice right now that you loved it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I went in with an open mind. I went in with an open mind at the, on this film. Guillermo del Toro was a great uh, filmmaker, a really distinctive stylist, I think. Um, you know, I, I, you've never really seen a film that looks quite like Pan's Labyrinth. And even I think the Hellboy films have a little bit of his touch. And even I think his his style is so distinctive that it even... Uh, infects the films that he's produced, like Mama, uh, that horror film that oh, came yeah, out. Oh, yeah, um, What Was that earlier oh, this just year? Just a few or? months ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, um, with Jessica Chastain. Right, uh, which I actually really liked quite a bit. Scary. And it, it has that del Toro feel, even though he didn't direct it. So, you know, he's got a, he's got a real, real distinctive style. And I think, and he's a smart guy. And I, I think, you know, I was expecting... Uh, good things or something kind of interesting. Um, or, you know, or, 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 you know, I also thought maybe this is just him kind of making his big. This maybe this is his foray into the world of of big summer tentpole, big budget blockbusters, and he just wants to kind of do that thing. You know, the way a singer songwriter wants to make a major label album or something. You know. Well, I have to say, I went in with totally different expectations than you. Okay. I went in thinking, oh God, this is going to be everything I hated about the Transformers for two hours and. It's going to be one big, long fight scene until I want to die. And so I went in just prepared to be tortured the whole time. And you went in with expectations. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And what Why would you, you have expectations for this? You've seen the posters. Yeah, I know. I in have, order to yes. fight monsters, we had to create monsters. I have seen I have I love seen saying that so much. <laughs> I've even seen I've even Go seen big the, or go extinct. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I've even seen the trailer with uh, Idris Elba, who plays uh, uh, the commander of the whole uh, Jaeger platoon. Um, you know, giving his stirring heart, you know, heart, heartfelt military pep talk. Um, so, I, I, you know, I knew, I thought I knew what this film was going to be. Um, I, and I should say, I also, I took a 13-year-old with me, uh, my 13-year-old nephew, Brayden, to this film. Um, and he and I both just thought it was completely idiotic. I just, I thought this film was ridiculous. I thought everything about it 
was ridiculous from start to finish. Um, but what about those beautiful flashbacks we have? Oh, uh, well, okay. No, there is the, the one. There, the one uh, there's uh, an unbelievably gorgeous flashback to one of the characters' childhoods when monsters first rise up in her yes. city. Yes. Decimate the city, destroy her, leave her an orphan. And she's a child walking around in her little coat, holding her little red patent leather Mary Jane shoe sobbing. Yes. Sobbing and searching for anybody else who's alive. It's beautiful. It's a, that that was that was a decent scene. Uh Rinko Kikuchi plays the uh sorry, Kikuchi, Rinko Kikuchi, hard name to say, plays um, the uh me, uh Meko Mori, I think her yeah, name is. Yeah, she was in the movie Babel. You might Yeah, she was in Babel and uh, she was also in one of my favorite movies from the last few years, uh The Brothers Bloom, which is Oh a, yeah, uh, I loved The Brothers Bloom. Love that movie. Love that movie. That you and I are the only two people who I did know, apparently, but But I still think about that sometimes. Uh, great I still movie. think about I I was about to quote the last line, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um but I will say this, I think that she was totally miscast in this movie. I thought Wasted. she seemed totally stiff. She seemed totally out of place in the movie. Um, I thought stiffer than uh, than Charlie Hunnam as the as the guy who plays the her <laughs> her her quote unquote romantic partner. Oh my God! There was no romance between them. Oh. The, the chemistry was awful. It was just terrible. Also, was... I don't know why uh, uh, this and this is going to lead me to a, a whole other line of criticism in a minute. But I don't know why a guy named Rally Beckett would have to fake an American accent when the actor is British. Why do that? His name is Rally Beckett. He sounds like an Elizabethan duke. <laughs> And he, but they forced Charlie Hunnam, who is British, to have this American accent and to talk really slowly and deliberately through the whole movie. And she does as well. Yes. And the yes. two of them being romantic together yes. sound like kind of I robotic. Um, a little <laughs> bit slow, and maybe. Yeah, a robot. Maybe a robot. I don't know. It was it was pretty painful. I I and also I I feel that really it's my main criticism of this movie is that it it was well I think I think Del Toro wanted to just go back and be a five year old when he made this movie. I kind of don't blame him. I think he just wanted to lie down on his bedroom floor on his stomach, put his little plastic you know, multi-pack of plastic dinosaurs and his handful of transformers and get them really close to his eyes so they look really big, you know, the way kids do that, and just play with them and go... Oh, up for about two and a half hours. And I think that's what he did. Oh, it is too long. I will say that. As you know, I I, I think too many movies nowadays are way too long. I know, too this long. This is another one, but, like, I, I, I have to say mostly, at least for the first two-thirds of it, it really held my attention, actually. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? My eyes glazed over instantly. What? I, I mean, within five minutes, I you was just bored You didn't see it as just bored, stupid, campy stiff. fun? No. I thought, I thought there was nothing original, interesting, logical, coherent, you didn't think the compelling. Comic, you didn't think the comic relief from our mad scientist felt no, a little bit Charlie of... No, Charlie Day as the mad scientist. It felt like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, God, it did not. It did not feel like Big Trouble in Little China. It did not. It felt... It felt here's, what it, here's what it felt like. It felt like... It felt like film, film 13 or 14 in a Godzilla marathon where your eyes just like, oh, Jesus, I don't think I can watch this anymore. I don't think I can watch any more of this. <laughs> so you you thought this was only a fine date. I thought, <laughs> I thought this was a terrible date. I thought this movie was as bad as Grown Ups 2. 
I thought that it was probably on the same level as Grown Ups 2, but maybe slightly better just because it was doing what it was trying to do. I mean, I mean, I mean, on the one hand, you're right. It got closer to succeeding at being what it was trying to be. So I would say it was a little bit better than Grown Ups. I mean, you're 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 correct. It 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 is it is exactly I think you know not having not been having not mind melded with Guillermo del Toro (laughs) the way his characters can in this film. It seems to be exactly what he wanted to make. It is a Godzilla movie, right down to the uh, the whip zooms. Uh, When 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 there's a there's a monster coming over the horizon, all of a sudden the camera will just zoom in, you know, really fast, (laughs) almost creating like speed lines the way you'd see in Speed Racer. Right? Uh, He loves that. He uses that trick three or four times. Classic monster movie, uh, you know, technique. That's what he wanted. I just, I just it's couldn't just not get what you wanted. past the inanity of mm. it, the, the the idiotic names for the robots, Gypsy Danger, and you couldn't enjoy Crimson how stupid typhoon. it was. It wasn't. Tr- it was supposed to be stupid, though. Idris it was Elba. Idris Elba. Stupid. He's playing. He's playing the. Idris Elba plays the commander, and his name is Stacker Pentecost. What does that mean? What kind of name is that? What's not to love about that? You know what? If you can just go in and laugh at how silly it is. You can't take this seriously. Oh God, the look on your face, Ray, for right I, now. It's I just, like you... I can't. Be, I can't believe we've. Di- I, I can't believe we're disagreeing about Pacific Rim. <laughs> I just. I can't believe you're defending that film at all. I'm shocked. You just I'm shocked. have to have a sense of humor about it. It's called Pacific Rim. Kristen, did I already mention the porno? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kristen. I gotta stop that. This is yeah. Good thing there's no FCC. Yes. Okay. So all right. Terrible date. I don't know what to say. I'm out. I'm done. Kristen, Kristen, you. Uh, we did get some email for some people that uh, that 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 oh, shared yeah. some thoughts. Uh, yeah. Every week we get some great listener mail. Um, one that really stood out to us this week was from Aaron, who wrote to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/moviedatepodcast. So Aaron wrote. I'm waiting for the freak out over your comments regarding the minions to begin in three, two, one. I don't dislike them personally, but Rafer is right. A lot of kids' movies use gnomes, robots, etc. to keep the diaper-wearing crowd happy. Anytime a parent says to me this exact phrase, I run. My kids loved it. If they lead with, I loved it, then I know there's something smart and funny waiting for me. But if your four-year-old loved it, Run, Forest, run. Now, I, she's, I, I, she's talking about Despicable Me too. Which yes, we reviewed recently. Yes, we reviewed Despicable Me, and then you know I have to point out in 2014 there's going to be a movie starring only the Minions. Is uh, this true? Yes, specifically for Minion lovers, only Minions all the time. They're getting their own movie in 2014, and Ray, for you and I, I'm sure we'll have wonderful things to say about that on the podcast God, next year when it comes out. The blood has just run out of my face. <laughs> But something you were saying, Rafer, is you would have loved it if Aaron actually called in. As much as we love it when you guys write in, write in all the time. And the reason why partly Aaron is because you were writing in a way where we would have loved to have had you actually animate all that stuff you were saying. I'm not as good at with all your punctuation and all the things in quotes and everything you just said. I'm sure, Aaron, that you sound a lot better than I do. Um, Me imitating Aaron? Eh, so, so. Aaron (laughs) being Aaron? Yeah. Awesome. So, Yeah. Definitely call in. Everybody should call into our hotline five seven one seven movies. Yeah, and I think, and I, you know, isn't it kind of fun to hear yourself on the on the podcast? We love hearing you. Yeah, we I think love it's fun. hearing your voices. Every time we log on to the hotline and hear all the messages you leave, we yeah, 
Yeah. So if we, you if you if you agree, free. disagree, you know, uh, give us a call. Uh, okay. So um, should we do trivia now? We had uh, last week. Yeah. We let's a... do trivia now. Yeah. So last week we were talking about the Lone Ranger, and we were talking about how Johnny Depp is not necessarily Native American playing Tonto. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, but we also pointed out there have been movies where Native Americans have actually been allowed to play Native Americans. Doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen as much as it should. But we played the following clip and asked you, what is the movie? Who's the actress in this clip? The tree is talking to me. Then you should talk back. Don't be frightened, young man. My bark is worse than my bite. Say something. What do you say to a tree? Anything you want. All right, so... That movie, several of you called and wrote in knowing who that was, and here is the first person to call in with the right answer. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Rafer. This is Larry from Harrisburg with the answer for this week's trivia question. I believe you're looking for Irene Bedard, who was Pocahontas in Disney's movie of the same name. She is uh, the daughter of an Inupiat Eskimo and a French-Canadian Cree. Disney fan from way back, but I especially love Movie Date. Thank you so much. That's right. Pocahontas, awesome yep. work. That's great. And I didn't know that one. That one, that question was actually came to us from our guest last week. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Rick Chaboya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he helped us. Uh, he, he, he walked us through some of the uh, objections, I think, that uh, Native Americans uh, often raise with movies like that. And uh, that, was, that, was his, uh, that was his brainchild, that question. Mm-hmm. And what's this week's question? Okay, so this week's question, um, since since we just happen to be talking about a movie about enormous robots, um, we uh, uh, robots popular common common theme in movie. Everyone everyone loves robots. Here is a clip from a movie that probably most people don't normally think of as a robot film. I've never been much of a joiner, I'm afraid. I guess it's because I've just been so busy. What with baking and all that. This isn't any kind of a lifelong commitment we're after. We just want to see if there's any interest for some kind of activities in Stepford, that's all. Well, there isn't any interest here, Joanna. (laughs) I know I shouldn't say this, but I just love my brownies. That's R2-D2 and C-3PO, isn't it? <laughs> I've seen that movie. I think I've seen that movie. Isn't that's that, exa- that's isn't exactly that who it is. That's oh, God. <laughs> Love that. It's Robbie the Robot uh, from Lost in Space. No, of course. But if you do know the answer, if you can tell us what the name of that film is, uh, give us a call. 5717movies. And you know what? We told you to call in, but always feel free to write us at facebook.com slash podcast. In a future time, children will work together to build a giant cyborg. Robot parade, robot.